Welcome to the Cedar Grove Church Podcast. We are so happy to have you once again listening in as we share from our Sunday series. This week, we are finalizing and finishing up the Extraordinary Series, and Pastor Monty will be sharing from a sermon titled Extraordinary Impact. We so appreciate all of your shares, all of your likes, all of your comments in regards to this podcast. Please keep them coming. Have a great day. Greetings, saints of God. This is Pastor Monty Lester, the senior pastor of the Cedar Grove Church right here in beautiful Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And once again, we want to welcome you to our cyber sanctuary where we're getting ready to have a word from heaven. We're getting ready to have an encounter with Christ. And we just thank God for each and every one of you. Thank God for our online church family that has been Uh, connecting with us week after week uh, from across the country, not just in Murfreesboro, but from California to New York. Yes, we thank God for the opportunity just to connect with you and your family. And I want you to fasten your seatbelts, prepare for takeoff, because there is a word in the house today. And I'm grateful to God for this awesome opportunity uh, to share it with you. Speaking of thankfulness, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for every expression of kindness that you have shared uh, to my family during the passing of my father yes lord i want to let you know that the prayers of the righteous do avail much so i thank god for each and every one of you yes lord for every act of um kindness every expression that you've given from major to minor yes lord every text every phone call every gift everything that you have done yes every prayer that you have sent uh, on our behalf because guess what is working yes god is doing what only god can do and once again we say thank you and uh, speaking of thankfulness i thank god yes for the opportunity for us to come together again guess what next sunday is next sunday is first sunday somebody shout first sunday Yes, Lord, not only is it the first Sunday in the month of March, but it's also the first Sunday that we will be back on campus here on, at 528 East Main Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, so that we can worship together. Yes, somebody knows when to shout. Yes, Lord, we can worship together. Hallelujah. I've been preaching to pews for almost a year now. And uh, some of you know the second Sunday in March of uh, 2020 was the last time that we gathered on site. And I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, uh, if it's your will, don't let us go a whole year without coming together. And do you know prayer still works? Uh, the God I serve, he answered my prayer, gave us a peace and a plan. Somebody shout a plan, yes, uh, for us to come together again safely in a safe environment uh, to work, to worship together. So I thank God for our Together Again task force for every provision they've put in place uh, to maximize the effectiveness and to provide the safest environment that we could possibly humanly provide for you. So we want you to register right now. As a matter of fact, registration is already filled up, but just in case somebody cancels, just in case somebody can't make it, uh, you can register for our standby. Yes, Lord, Uh, our standby, which will uh, take place our standby audience just by taking a picture of the image that you see on the screen yes lord and it'll automatically take you to the registration process i thank god for our team yes so we're looking forward to seeing you next sunday and i just believe god is going to move in a mighty way and so in the meantime let's continue to stay connected yeah stay connected Uh, you can do that by going to our church center app 
Uh, you can also do that uh, by social media outlets uh, from Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, YouTube, and even on our podcast. You can listen to uh, what we are sharing here at the Cedar Grove Church, even as you jog and do your workouts and go uh, from place to place. So we have a podcast, and I'm grateful to God for that. And in the meantime, I want you to like, tag, and share. Get involved in some electronic evangelism. Let somebody know that the Word of God is getting ready to go forth with power and authority. So again, we say thank you. And we're grateful to God for this opportunity to share with you. Uh, today, I want to let you know that we're coming to the conclusion of our February February sermon series. Yes, Lord, the extraordinary series. Somebody said extraordinary. Yes. And I thank God for what he has spoken during this series. Yes. How he has moved, how he has ministered in a mighty and magnificent way. And I uh, want to call your attention today as we go deeper into the word. I uh, want to call your attention to uh, Nehemiah. Yes, Nehemiah. And I just want to lift up one verse in your hearing today. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse number 15. Nehemiah verse chapter 4, verse number 15. As we conclude uh, our extraordinary series. Nehemiah 4, verse number 15. And here is the New King James translation of the Word of God, and he, this is how it reads, uh, Nehemiah 4.15, and it says, And it happened, when our enemies heard that it was known to us, and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. Amen. I'm going to pray, but the Lord now want to minister from the subject today extraordinary impact yes as we conclude this extraordinary series i want to talk about extraordinary impact hallelujah let us pray heavenly father we love you we worship you we adore you we thank you oh god for being so good being so kind lord god thank you for being true to every promise lord god you are a promise keeper today and lord we're grateful lord we thank you for this moment of ministry and I pray now that you would take me, your servant, hide me behind your cross, let no flesh be seen, let your word be uh, glorified. Send your word out with power and authority that every saint, every sinner, every soul that comes in contact with this sermon, Lord God, would have an authentic encounter with you. I'm going to say thank you now for what you're getting ready to do. Have your way. It's in the name of Jesus we do pray. Somebody loves him, shout amen. Amen. Extraordinary impact hallelujah as we uh, have gone through this extraordinary series uh we've talked about how god likes to put his extra uh on people places and things that look ordinary to accomplish the extraordinary yes we've talked about how god likes to put his extra on our ordinary, yes, ordinary people, ordinary places, ordinary things uh, to accomplish the extraordinary, both in earth and the earth as well as eternity. Yes, Lord. Uh, as, a, as a matter of fact, God, from the beginning, even in Genesis, he took something that looked ordinary. He took the dust of the earth and he put his extra on it. He breathed and man became a living being. He likes to put his extra on ordinary people, places and things to do the extraordinary. Yes, Lord. And and uh, he, he put his extra on a jawbone in the hand of Samson. And Samson was able to slay 2,000 enemies. Yes, Lord. He puts his extra on our ordinary. God does the extraordinary even through a poor widow. Yes, we saw how a poor widow uh, with her two sticks and her last meal was able to feed a hungry prophet 
And as a consequence, God did the extraordinary and provided for her household through a time of famine. Yes, Lord, God put his extra on the ordinary to accomplish the extraordinary. And we also saw in the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, where a baby, a baby was born to a virgin uh, to bring salvation to the world. Hallelujah. Somebody knows that's an extraordinary thing right there. God puts his extra on our ordinary to do the extraordinary in the earth. And today I want to share with you that God desires to have an extraordinary impact in the earth. Yes, God desires to have an extraordinary impact in the earth as well as throughout eternity. And impact, uh, some of you know what that means. Yes, uh, the simplest definition I can come up with as, as relates to impact uh, is to leave a mark, to make a difference after the event has occurred. Let me share that again. To have an impact means to leave a mark uh, to make a difference after the event has occurred. Hallelujah. And what I believe today with all of my heart is God is calling you and I uh, to take what looks ordinary to make an extraordinary impact in the earth. I believe God wants to do something extraordinary through you. Hallelujah. That 10, 20, 15 years, uh, even 100 years after you have left the scene. Hallelujah. That your impact is so powerful. Yes, Lord, people are still talking about what God has done through you in the earth. Well, that brings me to my text today, because today we're talking about an ordinary man that God used in an extraordinary way to make an impact in the earth. Today, I want to introduce an ordinary man named Nehemiah, yes, and talk about the extraordinary things that God did through him in the earth. Uh, as I look at the text here in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 15, uh, it's summarizing what God had done through Nehemiah. And it says, and it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us that the God that God had brought their plot yet to nothing, uh, that all of us returned to the wall and everyone to his work. Yes, Lord. I want to introduce to some and present to others, yes, Lord, an extraordinary person named Nehemiah. Uh, some of you know Nehemiah. God used him to have an extraordinary impact in the earth. Yes, Lord, Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is a contemporary of Ezra. Yes, Lord, Nehemiah served as the cupbearer to the king. Yes, Lord, the king, uh, uh, our, uh, King Artaxerxes. Yes, Lord, Artaxerxes. Yes, Lord, aren't you glad you're not reading responsibly today? Hallelujah. Uh, Nehemiah was serving to the king. Yes, Artaxerxes. Yes, Lord, he served as cupbearer to the king. He uh, instinctively understood the laws of navigation, connection, timing, by in priorities and uh, momentum and victory. Yes, Lord. Uh, those of you who have read John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, you know what I'm talking about. These laws right here. Yes, laws of navigation, laws of connection, laws of timing, uh, the law of buy-in, the law, law of priorities and the law of momentum and the law of victory. Uh, you'll see all of those in action in just a few chapters as you study uh, Nehemiah and Nehemiah's life. Uh, one day, Nehemiah, his, his story begins in Nehemiah chapter 1, uh, where he heard that the walls surrounding Jerusalem lay in ruins, yes, Lord, which it was a great disgrace to the Hebrews, to the Jews, to uh, the people of God, yes, Lord. And while other nations mocked them, uh, 
this terrible news burdened Nehemiah. Uh, he was burdened. He, he knew something had to be done. Uh, and once he decided to take on the rebuilding project, that the walls uh, that were for years were down to nothing, they were down to rubble, uh, he completed rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem. Catch this in just 52 days. Hallelujah. In other words, when God puts this extra on your ordinary, yes, Lord, you can do something extraordinary that he had in extraordinary impact. Uh, Nehemiah, uh, this great man of God, this Nehemiah, uh, the one that even leadership books are written about, his leadership capabilities. Nehemiah, uh, that you can even do a sermon series uh, for two months just on the principles outlined in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was used by God to do the extraordinary in the earth. He, he had an extraordinary impact in the earth. And now, thousands of years later, we're still talking about this ordinary man that God used in an extraordinary way. Yes, Lord, he used him in an extraordinary way. Uh, he was uh, extraordinary, but I want to let you know that Nehemiah was ordinary. Mm, uh, he was an ordinary person. In other words, uh, Nehemiah was cupbearer. That was not only his title, but that was also his task. He was cupbearer to King Artaxerxes. Yes, Lord. Uh, he held a distinguished but disposable position uh, to the king. Yes, Lord. Uh, as is outlined in uh, Nehemiah 1 and 11. Yes, Lord. He was cupbearer to the king. Yes, Lord. Uh, the cupbearer was his task and his title. As a matter of fact, Nehemiah had the responsibility, an ordinary responsibility of uh, trusting, tasting the king's wine and the king's food. Yes, Lord. But I want to let you know today it was an ordinary, it sounds like it's a, 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 an important position, and it was. It was a distinguished position, but it was also a disposable position uh, because, believe it or not, Nehemiah didn't sign it, fill out an application for this position. Uh, uh, Nehemiah didn't plot and plan to become a part of this position. Uh, Nehemiah, his position, the reason why he was in that position is because he was a slave. Mm, he was captive. In other words, he was the low man on the totem pole. Can you imagine the, the lowest uh, person on your job? Yes, Lord, whatever that title may be, the lowest person, the one who is least respected. Yes, Lord, it was distinguished, but it was a disposable position. Uh, that's the person that we're talking about today. It was disposable because what he would do is he would taste the food and the wine for the king and if it didn't kill Nehemiah <laughs> then the king ate it Lord have mercy yes Lord so if it did king him he would just put another slave in position hallelujah and that's the type of extraordinary impact that we're talking about today God took this ordinary person uh, a slave yes Lord uh, who put him in a distinguished but disposable position yes Lord hallelujah and God used him to do the extraordinary. Do you understand today that you can have a minor position, a minor, a minor position, but you can have a major impact? Somebody missed their shout, Lord have mercy. Let me say that again. You can have a minor position, uh, but God can use you, yeah, to have a major impact. Yes, Lord. And I just believe God is grooming somebody for greatness today. Yes, Lord. I believe uh, you may be looking at a menial task. Hallelujah. I, I believe that nobody may know your name nor your title. Hallelujah. But because of the favor on your life, uh, because you are submitted to unto God, because you want to be available to him, God can use you. Hallelujah, to have an extraordinary impact. Can I go further today? Because I know some of you are asking the question, how, yes, how did Nehemiah impact the earth in an extraordinary way? Uh, 
how did this ordinary person who was a slave to the king, how did this ordinary person whose title and task was cupbearer to the king, yes, Lord, how did this ordinary person who was distinguished but yet disposable, how did Nehemiah have an impact on the earth uh, in an extraordinary way? Well, I'm glad you asked today because what I want to walk through as I walk through the text today is just three things I want to lift up as it relates to uh, the life of Nehemiah. And I believe these principles are transferable. If we can do what Nehemiah did, I believe that you and I can have an extraordinary impact in the earth as well. Can we go deeper today? Hallelujah. So this is uh, point number one. How did Nehemiah have an important an extraordinary impact on the earth? Hallelujah. Point number one, uh, relying on God. Mm, relying on God. Uh, Nehemiah chapter one. Hallelujah. Uh, verses five through ten. Yes, Lord. Nehemiah uh, was relying on God. Uh, as a matter of fact, when he got the news in verses one through four that the walls around Jerusalem were burned with fire. Yes, Lord. And uh, this disgrace, hallelujah. Nehemiah relied on God. Yes, Lord. He relied on God, number one, to give him a godly vision. Yes. He relied on God to give him a godly vision. What I believe today is that uh, uh, when God gives you a vision, first of all, it is selfless instead of selfish. I believe that God places a burden on your heart uh, to do something that's bigger than you. Let me say that again. God gives you a vision to do something that's bigger than you. That's how you know it's a godly vision, because if it was just a good idea versus a God idea, you could do it in your own strength. Yes. But what God gives is a vision that's so great. Yes, Lord, that you're going to have to rely on him from point A to point Z. Yes, Lord, you have to rely on God to be alpha as well as Omega. You're going to have to rely on God to be uh, the beginning as well as the end. Uh, you're going to have to rely on God as your first resort as well as your last resort. But does anybody know God can be relied on today? Yes, Lord. And God gives a, a godly vision. Yes, Lord. And one thing I've learned about God is that when he gives a godly vision, yes, uh, he also gives God, he also gives extraordinary provision. Yes. Uh, when God gives a vision, he also gives extraordinary provision. God's this slave, um, this cupbearer to the king, uh, one that didn't have any resources, he didn't have any assets, he didn't have position, power, or possessions, yes, Lord. But what the, the God I serve, he gave Nehemiah extraordinary provision. Does anybody know that God is a God who will provide? Hallelujah. Uh, Paul put it this way, God, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. The psalmist said it this way, the cattle of a thousand hills, they belong to him. If he was hungry, he wouldn't tell us. Does anybody know that God is a God that will provide. And whenever God gives vision, yes, Lord, he always gives provision. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And that's what I love about Lord, the Lord. He always pays for whatever he orders. So he, he Nehemiah, Nehemiah, when he was given this tr tremendous task, uh, God gave provision. Yes, Lord. Under Nehemiah's leadership, yes, Lord, uh, the Jews received a permit to rebuild the job. Uh, they gathered the resources necessary. They, I, he identified workers' gifts. Yes, Lord. Gifts. And he assigned different positions. Hallelujah. He overcame criticism and then he labored until the wall stood firm and tall once more. Hallelujah. And he did it all in record time. Does, you know God gives extraordinary vision as well as extraordinary provision. That's the type of God that I serve. Hallelujah. And I guess you understand it well. I understand all of that. But how did God give him that? Well, here's the key right here. I want to talk about the power of one praying person. 
the power of one praying person. If you want to rely on God, uh, I want to let you know there's power in prayer. Uh, the Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 5 through 11, yes, Lord, that um, uh, when Nehemiah got the news, when he got the vision, uh, hallelujah, he prayed to God to give him the provision. The Bible says in verse number five, oh, Lord, I cried out, oh, great and awesome God who keeps his promises and is so loving and kind to those who love and obey him. Hear my prayer. <laughs> hallelujah. He cried out to the Lord. Yes, Lord. He said, look down and, and see me praying both day and night. Uh, it was a, a, a prayer. Yes, Lord. That was persistent. He prayed both day and night. Nehemiah relied on God. In other words, he didn't uh, talk to the king first. Hallelujah. He didn't talk to the earthly king first. Let me say it that way. He talked to the heavenly king. Uh, he said, Lord, I need you to hear my prayer. And does anybody know that when you ventilate vertically, yes, Lord, that God, when you rely on God, that God I serve, yes, Lord, there's power in one praying person. Because as a consequence, yes, Lord, he was able to hear God heard his prayer and God gave this slave, uh, this cupbearer, uh, a dynamic plan that we're still talking about to this day. What a mighty God we serve. Does anybody know there's power in one praying person? Yes, Lord, because some of you are looking at a home right now that it wasn't your income. Yes, Lord, it was your prayer. Somebody's on a job right now. It wasn't your, your clout in your credit. Yes, Lord, it was your prayer. God, there's power, yeah, in one praying person. Yes, Lord. And, and I've heard, learned from uh, Dr. Charles Stanley. He told us, yes, Lord, we stand tallest and strongest when we're on our knees. Does anybody know that we serve a God who answers email? Yes, Lord. You can call upon him and he will hear and he will answer. Yes, Lord. Uh, so point number one, Nehemiah. How did he make an, imp uh, an extraordinary impact in the earth? The Bible says that Nehemiah, number one, relied on God. He relied, he relied on God. Number two, uh, not only was he relying on God, number two, he was respecting the opposition. Mm, respecting the opposition. I'm in Nehemiah chapter four, verses one through three. Hallelujah. As well as verses six, one through seven. Yes, Lord. Respecting the opposition. One of the greatest tests of our impact uh, that we will have on the earth is how we handle opposition. Yes, Lord, how we handle the opposition. And the way Nehemiah was able to successfully have a powerful, extraordinary impact in the earth, hallelujah, was how he handled and respected, yeah, I said respected uh, opposition. I almost said uh, resisted opposition, but the Lord told me, no, nah, respect opposition. And I can see somebody now saying, uh-oh, <laughs> Uh, Pastor Lester, you have in my prayer life right now <laughs> uh, because you don't know my opposition. Yes, Lord. Are you telling me in the midst of me doing something extraordinary in the earth? Hallelujah. Uh, you're telling me to respect the opposition? Yes, Lord. I, I'm getting ready to do some heavy lifting. Can I clock in right now? Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, because believe it or not, God is challenging somebody to to right now. Yes, Lord. To to uh, try point number one already. Yes, Lord. Because believe it or not, he had to respect the opposition. The Bible says in, in Nehemiah chapter four, verses one through three, uh, he, he had some opposition. And what I've noticed that Nehemiah faced some unusual attacks he, if he faced the unusual tactics of opposition, and that's ridicule, resistance, and rumor. Does anybody know those are the enemy's favorite weapons? Yes, ridicule, 
resistance as well as rumor. Yes, uh, he faced some unusual opposition, the, uh, the usual tactics of opposition. Hallelujah. Because in Nehemiah chapter 4, the Bible talks about two characters called Sanballat and Tobiah. Oh my God. Sanballat and Tobiah, uh, respecting the opposition. The Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse number 1, it says, and Sanballat was very angry when he learned that we were rebuilding the wall. Uh, the Bible says that he flew into a rage, uh, insulted and mocked and laughed at us. And so did his friends. Yes, Lord, ridicule, resistance and rumor. Uh, verse two says, what does this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they are doing? Uh, he scoffed. Yes, Lord. Do they think they can rebuild the wall in a day? Uh, and, and Tobiah just jumped in in verse number three. He said, who who was standing beside him? Who was standing beside him? He said, even if a fox uh, tried it across the top of their wall, it would collapse. Lord, have mercy. I'm talking about ridicule. Uh, I'm talking about resistance. Uh, I'm talking about rumors. Yes, Lord. They even started rumors talking about uh, are they starting a resistance? Yes, Lord. Uh, but in the midst of all of that, hear me on this, my brothers and sisters. Yeah. What Nehemiah said is uh, in order to do the extraordinary in the earth is we have to uh, respect the opposition, yes, respecting the opposition. And and in the middle of the opposition, in the middle of all of this resistance, hallelujah, I, I want to let you know that Nehemiah modeled the right response. <laughs> yes, Lord, he remodeled the right response to all of their uh, resistance, uh, all of their ridicule, yes, Lord, and all of their rumors, yes, Lord. He modeled it by respecting the opposition. And I just want to ask you today, because this is the question to consider, do you want to fight or you want to rely on God to fight for you? Lord have mercy. Let me say that again. Do you want to fight or do you want to rely on God to fight for you? Have mercy. Wrong answer. Yes, Lord. Let me help somebody. I feel like I'm going to have to do some right, uh, some heavy lifting right here. Because some folks just love to fight. Yes, Lord. Uh, as a matter of fact, somebody's just waiting for a good excuse to fight. Lord, I, I've lived long enough to learn that God can fight much better than I can. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, I've learned that God can fight much better than I, I can. And I've learned that if you turn it over to Jesus, yes, Lord, he will fight your battles uh, if you just hold your peace. Yes, Lord. In other words, if there you ever find yourself in a fight, yes, Lord, all you got to do is know how to fight. Amen. And again, I recommend ventilating vertically. I, re I recommend talking Talking to God himself about the situation. And if you get God uh, out of from being your corner man to jumping in the ring, God will fight for you. So, again, the question to consider is, do you want to fight uh, or do you want God to fight for you? And I've learned that God can fight much better than I can. <laughs> Don't take my word for it. Ask David. David said it this way in Psalm 37 when he ran into opposition. He said, fret not thyself. Yes, yeah, Psalm 37 in your Bible. Uh, uh, fret not thyself uh, uh, against the, uh, those who work iniquity. Uh, 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 trust in the Lord and do good and verily thou shalt be fed uh, Lord have mercy the God I serve yes Lord he will let your enemies wither as the green herb does anybody know that God can fight much better than you are and, and if you just respect the opposition hallelujah God will handle your battles yes Lord and somebody understands that whenever God gives you a new assignment whenever God gives you a vision for elevation hallelujah whenever God gets ready to use you in a mighty way yes Lord does anybody know that that your sand ballot and your Tobiah will give you a visit early in the process. Yes, Lord. Uh, they will bring ridicule. Yeah, they will bring resistance. Yes, Lord. They'll bring rep 
rumors and their favorite weapons to try to delay, deny, and, and, and uh, detour you from your destiny. Hallelujah. But if you just uh, continue to trust in the Lord, yeah, and do good, the God I serve, yes, he will fight your battles. As a matter of fact, some of you remember when you bought your house, yes, Lord, that your Tobiah and Sanballat showed up. Yes, when you got your new job and your promotion, your Tobiah and your Sanballat showed up. When you found that new relationship that you were super excited about, yes, Lord, your Tobiah and your Sanballat showed up. Hallelujah. When you made your new commitment to, to love God and to know and serve God better, yes, Lord, your Tobiah and your Sanballat just showed up. Hallelujah. And if you have had an encounter with a Tobiah uh, or a Sanballat, hallelujah, I want to encourage you today and let you know that you are in good company today. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, because uh, believe it or not, everybody that God gets ready to elevate, everybody that God gets ready to use in a mighty way. There is a Tobias and a Sanballat that will just show up for free. As a matter of fact, you're in good company. Somebody shout good company. Hallelujah. Because Cain had Abel. Yes, Lord. Moses had Pharaoh. David had Saul. And Jesus had the devil himself. Yes, Lord. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 3 in your Bible. Yes, Lord. The devil just showed up. Hallelujah. And what I want you to know today or the question to consider is do you want to fight? Or do you want to rely on God to fight for you? Hallelujah. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to rely on God. Amen. I want to rely on God. And I learned if I respect the opposition, yes, Lord, the God I serve will fight my battles on my behalf. Hallelujah. So as I get ready to take my seat today, as I talk about this extraordinary person, this ordinary person, uh, the cupbearer to the king, uh, this ordinary man who uh, um, served the king, who God used in an extraordinary way to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. Hallelujah. Uh, he used him in an extraordinary way. Number one, how did he do it? He, rely, he was, was relying on God. Number two, he was respecting the opposition. opposition. And then number three, yes, Lord, he, ref, he was refusing to quit. Hallelujah. He was refusing to quit. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting now. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 15, our anchor verse today. The Bible says, and it happened. <laughs> I like that word. Uh, uh, it's similar to, and it came to pass. Hallelujah. And it happened. When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Nehemiah, the way he was able to have an um, extraordinary impact in the earth, hallelujah, is that he was just one that was determined to, he was refusing to quit. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Because believe it or not, the enemies heard uh, that they didn't stop anything. With all of their distractions, uh, all of their rumors, all of their ridicules, hallelujah, uh, they still was not able to stop anything. And I've learned, my brothers and sisters, yes, Lord, that success is the best way to answer any opposition. <laughs> Mercy. Success is the best way to answer any opposition. Yes, Lord. And when everybody is counting you out. Uh, the God that I serve, he will count you in. And then do you understand that you and God, hallelujah, that's still a good combination. Yes, Lord. And Paul put it this way in Philippians 4 and 13, that I can mm, do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you 
understand that success is the best way to answer any opposition? Yes, Lord, that if you just have the ability just to refuse to quit, even when it's logical to quit, even when it's emotional to quit. Yes, Lord, uh, when it makes sense to your heart and your head to quit. Hallelujah. But if you just refuse to quit uh, and, and re continue to rely on God, yes, Lord, respect the opposition. The God that I serve, uh, he says he will give you success. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. In order to have success, yeah, which is the best way to answer any opposition, I want to talk about, as I take my seat today, the importance of persistence. Uh, the importance of persistence, yes. Uh, persistence, yes. Uh, just refusing to quit hallelujah refusing to quit yes persistence is the ultimate gauge of the impact uh, that we will have on our lives hallelujah and the secret to persistence is just to outlast our critics yes to outlast our critics if i had time i'd bring david to the stage today yes lord to just outlast your critics when he was running from saul yes lord he was persistent yes lord he continued to rely on god and respected the opposition yes lord uh in the midst of all of that uh that's what nehemiah is teaching us today uh he taught us this lesson by staying committed to his ultimate calling. And what I've learned is that in 2021, hallelujah, commitment is a bad word to most folk. Uh, you will find that people will quit jobs, uh, people will quit relationships, people will even walk away from their calling for the least and smallest uh, excuse ever. But if you wanna have success, uh, if you wanna have uh, an extraordinary impact on the earth, hallelujah, what Nehemiah is teaching us today, Yes, Lord, it's the importance of persistence and just refusing to quit. Hallelujah. Just refusing to quit. Yes, Lord, even when it makes sense to quit, even when your heart and your head says, you know what? I feel like throwing in the towel. And to paint you a picture today, I just want to bring one witness to the stand. Yes, Lord. Uh, some of you may know him. Some of you may not. He's not in written. His life is not written in the pages of your Bible. Hallelujah. But his, his page, his life is written on the pages of my heart. Yes, Lord. I want to bring James Lester to the stage today. Yes. I, I want to talk about my daddy today. Yes, Lord. Uh, just refusing to quit. Uh, out of the many and multiple lessons that I learned from my dad, hallelujah, and they are many and multiple, my dad and my mom, but my dad said something that always stuck with me. He always would say, Monty, uh, it's not important. It's not how big the dog is in the fight that's important. He said, what's important is how big the fight is in the dog. <laughs> and at first, I didn't understand that. Yes, Lord, how big the fight is in the dog, hallelujah. Uh, until I began to watch his life because believe it or not he was a fighter yes Lord God has called him home from labor to reward but I want to let you know that that he was the undisputed heavyweight champion of many a fight that he fought in the earth hallelujah yes Lord during his life he overcame many battles uh, including physical yes Lord uh, some of you understood that he uh, had to fight through a uh, congestive heart failure yes Lord had to fight through dialysis and diabetes yes Lord but Guess what? He took a licking and kept on ticking. Yes. And when his heart and his head said it makes logical and emotional sense to quit. Yes, Lord. And, and when you would go by the house uh, with the intention of encouraging him, guess what? He would encourage you. Yes, Lord. Because he didn't have a, a quit was not a word that was in his vocabulary. As a matter of fact, uh, he said it this way, an old school expression. He said, that's why I quit. That's why I quit school. Yes, Lord. Because they had recess. In other words, I don't play. Yes, Lord. 
Lord. He, he was one that says, you know what? I believe in just continuing the fight. Hallelujah. And that's what he did. He overcame the fight. Yes, Lord. He didn't quit. He didn't complain. Hallelujah. He just refused to quit. And I want to let you know today that persistence is the ultimate gauge of the impact uh, that we will have in the earth. Yes, Lord. And there are times we just got to outlast our critics. Yes, Lord. That even in the midst of going through all of those trials and tribulations, hallelujah, he didn't quit. Hallelujah. He fought a good fight. Yes, Lord. He kept the faith and he finished his course. And that's what Nehemiah did. Yes, Lord. When he saw that his critics were around him, hallelujah, the Bible says when the enemy heard that uh, and it was known to us, hallelujah, that God had brought their plot to nothing. Do you understand that God will prepare a table in the presence of your enemies? Yes, Lord. They may plot and they may plan. Hallelujah. But they cannot stop the God's plan, God's plan upon your life. Hallelujah. He brought their plot to nothing. Yes, Lord. He said that all of us, not just some of us, yeah. Uh, Nehemiah, I'm talking about persistence today. He returned to the wall and everyone to his work. And as a consequence, they were able to finish what they started. He refused to quit. Somebody say refused to quit. Yes, Lord. It makes sense to quit. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, it was logical to quit. But guess what? He refused to quit. He was persistent until the end. And my Bible tells me that the race, yeah, is not given to the swift. Yeah, neither the battle to the strong, but to he that endure it to the end. Now, I'm just wondering if I have any endurers in the house today. Yes, Lord. And people with the Nehemiah or a James Lester spirit that says, you know what? I'm going to endure to the end. And if you do, I just believe that you're a lot like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because believe it or not, he handled his opposition as well. As a matter of fact, he did quit. As a matter of fact, uh, when he was faced even with death threats, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. He said, no man takes my life. Yeah, I lay down my life. Hallelujah. He didn't quit. Uh, even after he had been tried by Pilate, hallelujah, uh, he still didn't quit. He carried his cross up Golgotha's hill, hung, bled, and died on a cross. Yes, Lord. Uh, but before he died, he didn't say that I am finished. He hollered, it's yeah, it's finished. Yes, Lord. And hung his head in the locks of the shoulders. Guess what? He didn't quit. Yes, Lord. He died uh, to save man from the uh, mankind from their sins. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that he didn't quit today because he, if he would have quit, we would still be in our sins. Hallelujah. But because he didn't quit, hallelujah, you and I have a right to the tree of life. Yes, Lord. And I don't know about you, but I just thank God today uh, for the extraordinary impact that my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, had in the earth. And that's what I'm talking about, my brothers and sisters, today. Uh, uh, extraordinary. Uh, I just believe in the power of one praying person. I believe that we can have an extraordinary impact in the earth. I believe that God wants to take what looks like or so something that looks like ordinary. He loves using ordinary people, places, and things and having an extraordinary impact in the earth. Hallelujah. But in order to do that, I just believe that we can learn some lessons from Nehemiah today. How did Nehemiah have an extraordinary impact in the earth? Uh, I want to let you know, uh, this is what he did. Nehemiah, he relied on God. Uh, he prayed, he called upon the name of the Lord. God gave him a vision. God gave him provision. Hallelujah. God uh, ministered to him every step of the way. He didn't just pray in chapter one, but he continued to pray. Uh, he was alpha and omega. He relied on God. Number two, he respected the opposition. 
He respected the opposition. Yes, Lord. Uh, when you respect opposition, that, that doesn't mean that you have to suck up to them. You don't have to... Uh, uh, um, uh, what, it, what it's saying is that you don't have to take manners into your own hand. You, know, you can ventilate vertically. You can trust in the principles and promises of God. Hallelujah. And the God I serve, he will fight your battles. Yes, Lord. Uh, as you handle... Uh, and respond to opposition in the most in the in the proper way. Yes, Lord. And not only relying on God, not only uh, respecting the opposition, Hallelujah, but just refusing to quit. Yes, refusing to quit uh, when it looks like uh, opposition is on every hand. When it makes more sense to to give up and to throw in the towel. Hallelujah. You have God living on the inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit, especially if you're uh, a child of God who, who's received Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. And as a consequence, you can take the devil's best punch. Yeah, you can take a licking and you can keep on ticking. As a matter of fact, when God brings you out, uh, you won't even look like what you've been through. You'll have a smile on your face. Hallelujah. And just like Nehemiah, when your enemies hear that their plots have been brought to nothing, yes, Lord, and, and that all of us, yes, everybody had returned to the work, everybody had finished the assignment. When you, when you have made your impact in the earth, I just believe that your children and your children's children, uh, people that may not have even met you during your time on this side of eternity, I believe that you will continue to impact lives. I will believe you'll continue to make a difference in the earth. And I don't know about you, that's my heart's desire. Yes, Lord, I, I want to let the, the world know, yes, Lord, not only that I lived and I died, nah, but somebody, somewhere, was so much better because we've had the privilege and pleasure of coming in contact with one another. That's the word of God for the people of God. And the people of God did say, amen, amen. God bless you, may it forever keep you is our prayer. Hallelujah. Extraordinary. Yes, God is calling us to make an extraordinary impact in the earth. So we thank God for each and every one of you. We pray God's blessings upon you. May he bless you. May he forever keep you is our prayer. Hallelujah. Amen.